0: you're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Thanks for Burley to be able to come down here. We actually, I've actually been in this church before but not for a service because um, I coordinate the Gold Coast Anti-Exploitation Network and we actually were able to use this church uh, for a few of our meetings which was an incredible blessing. So thank you for being generous with what you have. Um, before I begin, why don't we just pray? Heavenly Father, we come before you and we um, delight in you. Father, I pray that today, um, as I speak the words that you've put on my heart to bring, that you will um, take to people's hearts whatever it is that you want to speak to them. And Father, anything that is of me, may it just fall away. And Father, we want you to be glorified today. We want you to be exalted. And Father, we want you um, to reign evermore in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. So today is Remembrance Day. I'm looking around. I'm not seeing too many poppies, and I recognise. Oh, but we wonderful. That's wonderful that you had the poppies and the medals. It's great to have that. We are remembering that it's the 11th of the 11th, and for the next service, I know at 11 a.m. we'll be taking a moment of silence, a minute of silence. Um, And so we're remembering the specific thing that this is the end of when World War One, end of World War One. I'm just going to move out of the way so you can see behind me. Um, but what we actually also do is we're really remembering the people that fought in World War I and in World War II and people that have fought for our country. Um, maybe they're people that you're related to. Um, and we remember that actually their sacrifice and what they have done actually has changed our reality today. So this is a really bad photo. Can we just go back to the um, it's a very old photo? But this is a photo of two men that are related to me. They are my great-grandmother's brothers. So I didn't know them, um, but I was fortunate to know my great-grandmother. She actually passed away around this time, uh, two weeks shy of her 102nd birthday. And um, I got to know her well in my life. I'm actually even named after her. And um, she has this amazing story, and so we got her to write down some of her thoughts and recollections. She even wrote in a little... Book that just the family has because uh, it's not like it's a well-written book. It's just a, um, a group of thoughts and memories, and um, and so I actually feel like I know her brothers. Um, her story is that she actually was um, my great-great-grandmother married um, uh, my great-grandmother, my great-grandmother's husband, uh, and he had three children already, and his wife had died and they got married, and when she was eight months pregnant with my great-grandmother, he died of tuberculosis. And so then my great-great-grandmother raised these three boys, um, her stepsons and my great-grandmother. And when my great-grandmother was 13, her mother died of tuberculosis, and these three boys raised her. So I didn't know them, but I knew her. And from what I know of her, they raised her incredibly well. They gave her a lasting and amazing faith that held her through many, many generations of seeing um, pain and suffering, of seeing hard times, but she held fast knowing that Christ was Lord. She had three brothers, so there's only two in this picture, uh, Morris, Will and David. Uh, David wasn't able to serve, he was partially deaf, uh, but fun story, he actually became the Minister for Education in New South Wales and started the university in Armadale. And when he was in Parliament, you know our parliamentary system, the opposition jeers you and tries to distract you from what you're saying. He'd just turn his hearing aid off. And so very quickly, they just stopped jeering. And they went, we'll just let him talk. That's fine. It was the most brilliant thing. I think that might be why he got some things done. Um, Morris, who's actually in this picture, who's on the left-hand side, uh, Morris went to France. And Morris didn't come back. oh, I'm going to get teary. Uh, it's funny you get teary of people you don't know. But Morris actually, um, he, his body lies in France, but that's not where he is because we know where he is. We know he's in heaven. And Will, Will was the 21st person in Australia to enlist in World War I. But he had a strong conviction that because of his faith, he felt that he could not pick up a rifle or k- take another human life. And so he was a field ambulance officer and was basically a stretcher-bearer on on Gallipoli and then later in France, Um, and he was able to come back. What they did affects my reality, but how I remember them changes the decisions I make about the future. So what they've done has already been passed. It's, it's, It's real. It's happened. But I have a choice about how I remember that and how I let that change and affect my future. And it's the same with our faith. The reason why I'm sharing this today is because it is. It's the same with our faith. Christ has made the ultimate sacrifice. Christ has died for us. How we remember that changes the decisions we make into the future. We can choose to ignore it. We can choose to accept it just to a partial degree or we can choose to let it change our entire existence and every decision that we make going forward. It's why we do communion. It's why we remember that. It's why Christ said, remember me, remember this, time after time. Remember that this has happened because it's not just enough that it's happened. We have to also walk in that by remembering it and letting it change our life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. It's going to come up. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us... The message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I love, I love this passage. And you will see as you read through the different um, uh, letters that the apostles sent constant exhortations to say this is what Christ has done now walk in it walk in this reality remember that this is the truth that we hold to as you walk forward and as you make the decisions of um about walking forward what Christ has done has made us a new creation therefore let us walk that way therefore let us remember and walk each day remembering that we are a new creation we no longer hold any condemnation from the enemy. Our reality has changed, but we have a decision about whether we choose to remember that and walk in it or not. We have been made alive in Christ, and even more so, he's made us ministers of reconciliation. I just think that's the coolest like, job description ever. I'd love to put that on like my, my uh, job description. Unfortunately, it just says associate pastor. Women, young adults, missions right now. (laughs) But I'd love to put on there, Minister of Reconciliation. Because that's what we are now. We have that new reality if we choose to walk in it. Because of who Christ is, if we remember who Christ is and what he's done for us, we walk in a new way. And that means things like we can love the worst of people. Because it's not about our love and what love we have for people. It's actually about Christ's love that lives in us. We can bear pain and suffering. We can bear hard times because we know that Christ is working for his glory through those times and that Christ will give us strength and grace for every single day that we have to approach. It means that we can be generous with our time and our resources because we don't have to think, oh no, will I have enough for the future? Christ is our provider. He is the one who's gone before and has said that He will He will cover over us and give us all we need. The problem is, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm quick to forget. I'm really quick to forget. Um, it's easy to to not have that present in my mind as as I go through the week, um, to not walk as a new creation every day. And so instead, I I do this. I don't know if you. Um, can connect to this. I hoard my energy and my resources, because, oh, will I have enough? I only give out from what I've, I've conservatively estimated I need this, so then I'll give this. I avoid pain and suffering, because, oh God, I don't know if I could handle it. I don't really want it. <laughs> Even if it's for your glory, don't, I don't really want it. I, sometimes I can keep my love away from the unlovely because I don't know if I've got it in me to love them. And the truth of the matter is I don't. <laughs> but I have Christ, and Christ has that. And if I can remember and walk in that, it changes how I will live. Finally, I don't know if this is true for you, but sometimes I can believe the condemnation that the enemy says to us. Ooh, that sin? Ooh, if people knew that about you, it's not a good one oh, you didn't do that very well. And we can live in that condemnation instead of walking in the, as being new creations who Christ has made perfect in his eyes. It is Christ that gives us authority. It is Christ that has made us a new creation. So as um, John said, over the past 10 years, I've actually not been living in this country. Um, I've been living in East Asia and Thailand. Um, so if I come up and I talk to you really close, it's because I've, I've, um, I've realised that my, my understanding of personal space is different now to what it used to be. So um, I did this. I recently actually did my driving test because um, I had to get a manual driving licence. Um, I did that overseas, but I needed to actually have one for Australia. So I did it and she said, yeah, you've passed. Just I can tell that you've lived in Asia because you go up very close behind the other car. And it's a thing that in Asia, it's like, you don't let anyone else get in. Because that's, that's just like offering them a space. No, you get up close. So I've, I realised that this has changed my reality. Um, but for the fa- past 10 years, I've been working with women who've come out of trafficking and exploitation. And they're all different. They all have a different story of how they came to be in that situation. But there was one thing that was true every single time for the women. Um, so we ran a, a jewellery company um, that would allow them to be earning an income because they were supporting their families um, while also getting counselling, um, vocational training, healthcare. care. And um, as we were doing that, every woman who came in would come in and would sit there and have their hair in their eyes and not look at you in the eyes. They'd just be quiet and they'd just be making jewellery and that was it. And you, you'd try to engage them in conversation and they wouldn't look at you in the eye. They still lived with an incredible weight of condemnation, sin, feeling of unworthiness. Um, And that was on them, that could be for weeks or months, not usually years, but some of the harder cases sometimes. But you would always see that as they started to believe the reality that they were actually loved, that they were actually accepted, that they were actually forgiven, that they were actually acceptable, you would start to see it change their appearance. So, and that wasn't just us saying that they were acceptable, but actually also as they would even come into a knowledge and understanding of who Christ was, that would change their appearance. And so you would start to see that the hair would just get pulled behind the ears a little bit. You'd start to see that they'd just engage you a little bit with their eyes. And more and more they would grow in the confidence of knowing, hey, this person loves me. I'm loved, I'm accepted, and that's going to change how I'm going to act. One of my um, favourite and proudest moments was when I uh, was doing some jewellery, I was helping out some of the women with something, and one of them said, no, Pip, that's wrong, you've done it wrong. And I actually was so incredibly happy, because she had the confidence to tell me that I'd done it wrong, and she looked me in the eyes, and she wasn't criticising or being mean, but she was just actually saying, no, that's wrong. And I was like, thank you. And I had a peer then. Before then, she didn't see me as a peer. She saw me as someone who she couldn't ever say um, something like, oh, you've done that wrong. Especially in Asian culture, you, you, don't, you don't say anything bad to the person who might be the boss. Or, um, so, so for her to say that, that spoke volumes to me of her walking in a new confidence about her reality. In um, the New Testament, the um, apostles in their letters are constantly charging the new believers, this is your new reality. Don't go back to what you were. Don't go back to living under condemnation. Don't go back to living without the understanding that you are saved and accepted by Christ. Hold to this truth of who Christ is and walk forward remembering that every single day. In Ephesians 4:1 it says, As a prisoner for the Lord, this is Paul speaking, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. You have received a calling. Christ has made you perfect by his sacrifice. Now live a life walking that out day by day. As we go forward today and as we celebrate it as a day um, of remembrance, as we we remember those who've sacrificed for us, let's also change how we remember Christ each day. Let's not just remember Christ and his sacrifice and say, well, that was nice, that's good. But let's actually hold to it as the truth and the reality that we now walk in and let uh, let it affect our future. Let it mean that every decision you approach, you approach and say, wait, who is Christ? Christ is my provider. Christ is my salvation, Christ is my strength, Christ is my hope, Christ is my love, Christ is my life. Okay, if I were to address this decision and this situation, how do I walk into it with that reality in my mind? Because it starts to change the decisions that we make. It starts to mean that we walk in a new way. And this takes time. And sometimes we're going to fail at it, but God is always going to keep reminding us, hey, Hey this is the truth of who I am. remember me remember this truth let 's get into the word so we can constantly remember who christ is uh, this this year i am um, I got married this year, which is very exciting um, but one of the funny things is you know you 're married, but you it's still there are things that still surprise you so one thing that people didn 't tell me to expect was that for the first couple of weeks, my husband and I, we really didn't get much sleep because we were forever waking up because we'd like reach over and feel another body in the bed and be like, who's in my bed? There shouldn't be anyone in my bed. And it took us weeks before our bodies actually knew the reality that we were now married. It was okay that there's this other person in my bed. He's supposed to be there. That's fine. (laughs) And finally, we could actually sleep and not wake each other up all the time. In the same way, it's like us with the Christian walk. We know the reality of who Christ is, but it takes us time after time living in it, dwelling in it, reading the word, letting it refresh our mind, renew our mind so that we are walking more and more in that reality and so that every cell in our body knows the reality that we are loved, that we are accepted, that we are saved that we have all that we need. We have the fullness of Christ at our disposal and we can go out and be ministers of reconciliation, living not out of our own strength and out of our own resources, but living out of Christ's. So I want to encourage you today as you remember to be remembering Remembrance Day, but also to be remembering Christ today, tomorrow and the next day and living that out. And letting it change how you walk into your future. And I'm going to leave you with this verse from 2 Corinthians. Because I think it's a wonderful place to just let the word sit in our hearts. And let Christ speak through it. 2 Corinthians 3, 4-6. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us. But our sufficiency is from God who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. I'm just going to take a little moment and just let that sit in silence and just let that sink into your heart. Lord, I pray that as we go out this week, Father, that the reality that we live in would not just um, be a good idea, but Father, that we would be remembering it daily and we would be holding to the truth of who you are and what you have done, that it would change the way we walk, Father, that you would bring to mind who you are and the fullness of you and the fact that you have given us everything that we need as we approach each situation of life. Father, we, may we be making decisions and stepping forward into the future depending on who you are and not on ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to stand and sing in one more song. Thank you, Pip, for that. That was awesome.